Hello, hello, hello. I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is All That Matters. Here we are another week. You know, I was thinking something I heard once. Two psychotherapists pass each other in the hallway. The first says to the second, hello. The second smiles back nervously and half nods his head. When he's comfortably out of earshot, he mumbles, God, I wonder what that was all about. Yep. Seems to me we're offering wondering what it's all about. Why, I don't know. We like to read into things. Whole professions are built on it. On the other hand, I was once told by a therapist that taking things at face value can often be a strength many would do well to cultivate. You think so? How often do we take things at face value? Or must we always read into them? Yeah, there's a place for analysis, no doubt. Seeking answers where they are often manufactured is a cottage industry that doesn't always serve us. In a world of what's the worst that can happen, people often allow imaginations to run rampant. What of hope in this new year? Seek not the favor of the multitude, Immanuel Kant said. It is seldom got by honest and lawful means, but seek the testimony of few and number not voices, but weigh them. Kant is pointing out that often the way we look at the world is in the numbers of people we can please. And that often those who are seeking to please multitudes are not doing it honestly or even lawfully at times. How do we seek the testimony of few? And one of the avenues to that, really trusting the opinion of the few, is in cultivating what they say to us and understanding things at face value. In other words, people show you who they are, Believe them the first time. How many times has that lesson come back to you in life? People show you who they are. It's just that we don't want to believe them. I've had girlfriends over the years, male friends, different relationships. Perhaps you have as well, that you can remember. Why didn't I want to believe I saw who they were, but I kept wanting to turn them into something else? as if our minds could transform another human being. It's true of politicians. It's true of artists. It's true of friends or those who are not really. Being able to judge something at face value, judge someone at face value, reminds me of People who attend a gallery of art and they're looking at a very simple object 
that's been painted or created in some way and reading all kinds of meanings. What do you think they meant? Maybe they just meant that, what you're looking at. Sometimes I think about that when it comes to people. What do we mean to say? You know, I uh, I think that particularly when we turn the corner to a, a new blank canvas of a year, this thing called, this four-letter word called hope pops back up as it does annually. And even often when we've had hope stashed, human beings are very tenacious beings, resilient, can find a way to hope. I look at things going on in the world. Oh, do I hope. I pray and hope for the Middle East. I pray and hope for innocent individuals. World over, you pray that they'll find their way to justice and safety, strength. Alfred Lord Tennyson said, Hope smiles from the threshold of the year to come, whispering, it will be happier. Oh, would we like to believe that? One way, Martin Luther King Jr., who we celebrate and commemorate, we must accept finite disappointment, he said, but never lose infinite hope. Hope is infinite. And again, I think often we find that infinite hope in seeing things at face value. Nature, for one. How remarkable a thing. The birth of little babies in the, in the spring. My mother used to always call me to look at the first Robin Redbreast who would be singing, chirping. And if there were babies born near our house and how we would look at that nest and understand so much about life, the way that mother was feeding those babies, going off and finding food and bringing back to them, keeping that little nest safe. Each one of us wants to feel that sense of safety. Each one of us wishes to build a world and a life that can be taken at face value, don't we? I've told the story before, and it it has knit itself into my soul over the years that it stays with me like a tenacious teaching that will not let me go and always seeks to remind me of what's important. And that was a, out of the blue, I was called to a hospital years ago. Someone had read something about a speech I gave somewhere, or perhaps a book I'd written. Or I can't quite remember how this person, who was a perfect stranger, had managed to get word to me to visit him in the hospital. And... I did. I went in, introduced myself. He introduced himself and asked me to sit by the bed. 
he had something he needed to tell me. Now, you can imagine getting a call from a perfect stranger who invites you to their hospital room to tell you something, but I remember responding, and I can't remember how or why, except you respond to things like that. And it's one of the mysteries of life, but it is certainly one of the prize connections I have because this man sat me down and began to tell me about his life, about a life built in business in which he said he had stepped on others and pulled others back down the ladder as he moved his way up. He really took his life at face value, took a very hard look at his life as he was laying there in his bed, from which he told me he would not be getting up from. And he said that he had built a a, a successful career and gained great riches out of the way he manipulated others, was very frank about it said, now I've reached the end of my life, and you'll notice how many people are visiting me. Of course, other than me, the room was empty. He said, I have had no visitors. I have burned more bridges than anyone could conceivably think is possible in order to gain power and to gain the resources that I have. And along the way, I've cut people out of my life, right and left. And I asked him, I'm so sorry to hear about it, but why did you ask me here to tell me this? He said, because at the end of it all, I have discovered one truth. It's who you love and how you love. And the rest didn't mean, and he used a four-letter word beginning with S and ending in T. And I just stared at him and looked at him and took in the sight of this man at the end of his life suffering from a disease that would end his life. And he ended up with no one, almost like a Scrooge who hadn't been visited clearly by any of the ghosts that could have turned around his life before it came to this point, who you love and how you love. And he said, I was hoping maybe you could share that with others. This man had become so humbled at the end of his life, he sought out a perfect stranger to pass on a message. The only thing of value he had left to give but a valuable one indeed, as I told him and thanked him for having the courage to share a very hard one lesson that we could all use and all could learn from. You know, often, as I say, we like to read into things, and I could have read all kinds of things into this, but I just took it at face value. It was a simple lesson. And 
Sometimes those are the most powerful, aren't they? Look, there's a place for analysis, no doubt, and seeking answers where they are often manufactured is, as I say, a cottage industry that doesn't always serve us. In a world of what's the worst that can happen, people often allow imaginations to run rampant. What if we didn't allow our imaginations to run rampant? What if we didn't run our lives by what is the worst that could happen? What if we flipped that question? What is the best that could happen? If we ask that question, might it alter our answer, our mood, what we dare hope for, our intentions, our very actions? the way we choose to live our lives. What is the best that can happen? Well, I think, as Emily Dickinson put it, hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. What is the best that can happen this year? What do we dare hope for? How will it alter the way we act and the way we live if we use that question more often than the other? What is the best that can happen? Doctor, I feel as though nobody understands me. The doctor replies, what do you mean by that? Yes, a sense of humor is also part of hope. It's also part of the best that can happen. Less pretentiousness. Learning what matters and what really doesn't. Coming to know that all that matters is who you love and how you love. Until next week, I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is All That Matters.